Yeah, motherfucker. Shut up, I'm talking. Shut up, I'm talking. You've had long hair for a long time, right? But when did you start growing your hair? I had sixth grade. So by the time you got to uh, California, you had been growing your hair long for the better part of a decade. Yes. So that had to be a lot of upkeep. And you don't have a lot of money in California. So how did you take care of your hair? I used grocery money or any of that kind of stuff. So you just cut back on other things so you had money for the... Yeah, of course, because you got to do what's important. All right, so you had a greenish hue to your skin. But get a hit? Yeah, it literally was a beautiful. hue to my skin because I was killing myself with sodium. <laughs> <laughs> but the point is, my hair was on point, and it looked good, which is what was important in the uh, you know, rock and roll community. You had a specific hairdresser you would go to? Yes, his name was Glenn. How did you find Glenn. Was that something, uh, you know, like a referral from Rockstar Academy? Yeah, I think somebody was going to him and, and uh, referred him. All right. I think, or maybe I saw an ad or something. Maybe you saw a number in a bathroom stall. <laughs> yeah, that's what it was. <laughs> you went for a good time and got your hair done? Exactly. <laughs> How often would you uh, meet up with Glenn to get your hair done? I don't know, once a month. It wasn't like all the time. He did a lot of rock stars, which is what I liked. You want, might want to reword that. He did he, a lot no, of rock I, that's stars. That's exactly what I meant. He did a lot of rock stars. <laughs> and he did a wannabe rock star, too. <laughs> yeah. He rocked him, though, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, you were asking me how I paid for it. <laughs> so uh, did you ever have a time when you met one of these rock stars that he uh, did? I didn't meet a rock star. I met the rock star. What it was is you went into the the place and they had like a big reception area with, you know, like a reception desk and all that kind of crap. And they had couches and a pool table and, you know, you, you hang out and then you would go into his office. I came in and the girl, you know, they wash your hair and all that stuff. And my hair's soaking wet saying, hey, what's up, man? You know, talking. And he gets a phone call. When he gets off the phone, he's like, listen, I got a problem. You can either wait around or you have to reschedule this because basically I have somebody more important coming in and he wants his hair done now. Okay. And I thought, well, all right, I'm not doing anything because I had no job or anything. You knew your place. Yeah. So I said, all right, well, I'll just hang around. And when he was saying that, you know, you could say, okay, this is some kind of rock star or something because he did a lot of music videos and all that crap. Okay. So I go out there, and my hair's dripping wet. I got a towel around my neck, and I'm just sitting on the couch looking at a magazine. And who walks in? I'll give you three guesses. Okay. Um, Not Tiny Tim. (laughs) Oh, shit. That was my first two guesses. Yeah. The single greatest front man ever. The king himself, Paul Stanley. Hey, now. Hey, now is right. And he walked in and walked past me. And we kind of did the, you know, like the nod, like, hey, what's up? Because I know there was a look of shock on my face. And he walked in the office and they shut the door. And I just went, holy fuck, that's Paul Stanley. And I jumped up and ran over to the reception desk. And the girl sitting there on one, you know, one of those like rolling chairs, uh-huh. you know, like a desk chair. Uh-huh. I literally pushed her out of the way. <laughs> 
<laughs> rolled her across out of the way and started rifling through her desk looking for like a, something to write on. <laughs> Going through all the drawers. I grabbed a blank three by five card and a pen. And I was like, I kept saying, holy fuck, it's Paul Stanley. Holy fuck, it's Paul Stanley. And I went over and was standing there, like holding up the card and the pen. Looking obviously like a maniac because my hair's soaking wet. And the greenish hue. And the greenish hue. Yeah, the whole nine yards, Mr. Uh, Mr. Scumbag with my <laughs> cut off sweatpants. <laughs> Your yellow leopard spotted <laughs> boots. <laughs> For no reason whatsoever. <laughs> anyway, I'm standing there and I'm like, there's no fucking way he's getting out of this building alive unless he meets me. <laughs> it's just not going to happen. I am not going to miss this opportunity because there was only one way in and one way out of his office <laughs> and out of there. And I'm blocking it <laughs> because you, in reality, this is not about Paul Stanley. This is about me meeting Paul Stanley. Did you unzip? <laughs> Uh, I didn't. No, I had sweatpants. You, you didn't need to. Oh, okay. Okay. My oh, imagine the rod pants. when he walked out. Oh, I, <laughs> I can only imagine. No <laughs> woman gave you a rod like Paul Stanley in that moment. <laughs> so anyway, I'm sitting there waiting. He finally comes out of the office. Now, I'll give him credit. He walked straight toward me, but he was giving me this look like, <laughs> please don't stab me. I do think he was a little nervous because <laughs> I was crazy. <laughs> the look in your eyes must have been amazing. Yeah, because there he is, my hero, you know. I kept saying, fucking Paul Stanley. I said, man, fucking Paul Stanley. <laughs> oh, I'm such a fan of yours. I said, can I get your autograph? And he goes, yeah, sure. And But he's looking at I mean, he was very nice, and he, you know, <laughs> but he was. As I any victim would nervous. be. He was nervous. I could, I could just tell. And he goes, what's your name? And I said, my name is Matt. And I swear to you, in the time it took him to write to Matt Paul Stanley, I told him my entire life story. <laughs> I told him, you're the king, man. You're the fucking king. I play music because of Kiss. I, everything, you know, I'm here because of Kiss. I'm, I'm you know, blah, 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 blah. And he's like, oh, that's very cool. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> right? Meanwhile, I am not moving. He's not going anywhere. <laughs> Blocking not, the exit. <laughs> as he is not getting around me. <laughs> At that point, it wasn't on purpose. It was just, you know, like a boo. Oh, like my Lord. Maniac. And he asked, because at the time, Hot in the Shade had just come out. And he goes, do you like the new album? I said, I saw it in the record store the other day, but I don't have enough money to buy it. I'm going to go steal it. <laughs> <laughs> what a compliment. <laughs> yeah, I said, if I don't have enough money by Friday, I'm going to steal it. I'll just go steal one. <laughs> and, I said, and I said, man, fucking Paul Staley. I'll just steal. I said, man, you're the king. You're the king. <laughs> and he goes, here you go. You know, he hands me the pen and the, and the, and the card. <laughs> right? And I go, he goes, well, I have to go now. Please. And I went, yeah, yeah, sure. And I said, man, it's so great to meet you. Thank you. And he goes, all right, you know, take it easy. And he fucking boogalooed. He left. So <laughs> now I'm standing there with the card. And I'm like, fucking Paul Stanley. I just read Paul Stanley. And I go over to the girl who is looking at me like the, with the look of death. Because I literally physically just moved her out of the way and wrecked her desk. <laughs> and I said, oh, here's your pen. 
pardon me, madam. So I go in. I go into the office, and Glenn's like, "Dude, what was that?" And I said, "What do you mean? I just met fucking Paul Stanley." And he goes, "Are you insane?" And I went, "Hey, you didn't tell me it was Paul Stanley. That's on you." I said, "I would never do that to anybody else, but that's Paul fucking Stanley." And he's like, "Oh, I didn't know you were a kiss." I said, "Are you kidding me? This is why I'm here." I, it's Paul fucking Stanley, you know, and I kept saying it. <laughs> so he was kind of chuckling at that point, and he's like, oh, I didn't know you were such a fan. I said, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> he said, yo, yeah, I, I do his and Gene's hair. Uh, I said, I'm a musician because of them. Kiss is the greatest band ever. I just fucking met Paul Stanley. So I kept saying, I just kept repeating it. It was the one time I was like truly starstruck. You were in shock. So he's cut my hair, and then we were we were talking and when I, you know, I was all done. I said, all right, cool. You know, and I paid. And, and then when I left, I said, I got to get something for this. And I walked across the street. So it was like a Walgreens or something. And I literally spent my last dollar on this cheap plastic frame. this like little photo frame mm-hmm. and, uh, put it in there. And I was showing the clerk. I said, look, I've just met fucking Paul Stanley, <laughs> the fucking King. He was the King. I said, look, I just got his autograph. Don't touch it. <laughs> I was crazed. I went around with that thing for three days. I was showing people on the bus, showing people (laughs) at my school, showing people in my class, showing teachers. And I would always say, look, I just met Paul Stanley. Don't touch it. I I literally carried this thing around for like three days, showing everybody my Paul Stanley autograph. To this day, it is one of my most prized possessions. So you still have it? Oh, of course. Where is it now? It is right on on full display on my bookshelf, right over there in the in the game room. Oh, you must take a picture of this. We have to have it for the next episode. Oh yeah, I'll take a picture of it and send it because it. And then I, the only thing I did was I wrote the date on it up in the corner, so I would always know. All right. So I did that for about three days. I got home that night, and you know, there's a three hour difference between the East Coast and West Coast. Hmm. When I got home, it was in the middle of the night. <laughs> of course, when I called Virginia and I told my mom, I've only done that twice. The, when I first got there and I told her that I just watched somebody get shot and I was almost killed. This is, of course, in the middle of the night when they wake him up. <laughs> she picks up the phone and all she hears is Paul fucking Stanley. <laughs> it, yeah. I called in the middle of the night and I said, Mom, guess who I just met? You're never going to guess. Who, what, what? What? Are you okay? Because you know, she's like asleep. I, said, I just met fucking Paul Stanley. Paul fucking Stanley, the king. The king. And my mother's like, what? I said, I just met Paul Stanley. He goes, do you know what time it is? And I was like, I don't care. It's Paul Stanley. And she's like, call me later. She wasn't impressed. So the next time I go to get my hair done, about a month later, Kiss is going on tour, and they're starting at the Long Beach Arena. So I go get my hair, hair done. Oh, I had to go to Glenn's apartment. Hey, now. Because they were repainting the office. So sure, I was going to get that hair was done. the reason. Yeah, that was the reason. <laughs> he knew how to get you now. He said, hey, you know, why don't you just relax and take your pants off? No, wait, wait. <laughs> <laughs> you want to meet Gene Simmons? Make it spit for the captain. <laughs> <laughs> so... I get in there and I'm sitting there and he goes, here, I got, I got something I want to show you. He hands me their tour book, their itinerary for the tour. 
it's a book that bands put out when they go on tour and it lists everybody in the organization from the managers, the record people, all the way down to who's doing the light lighting and the rigging and the explosions, all that kind of stuff. It gives you the bus driver's name and phone number that are driving the tour bus. It gives you all the hotels that they're going to stay at and it lists what names they are under the hotel. <laughs> so if you call them up, you want to speak to Gene Simmons, you call up and you say, well, I'd like to speak to, you know, James Bond. And then they put you through <laughs> to his room. So it had all the, they had the direct phone line to their bus. It lists everything, all their names, addresses, the whole nine yards. For a guy like me, that thing was priceless. Plus it was Kiss. It was like the entire Kiss organization in a, a, a spiral bound book. And then he goes, oh yeah, yeah, that's cool. Because he was going to do their hair before the show. Uh-huh. Then he shows me these pictures. He did their hair for the video Rise to it. So he shows me all these Polaroids of him with Gene and Paul all made up as Kiss. You know, I'm looking through this book. He goes, yeah, I'm going to be doing their hair before. I said, dude, take me with you. <laughs> I said, I'll work for free. I'll be your assistant. Uh, you know, whatever you need me to do. I said, but take me take me with you so I can beat him. You go backstage and meet him. He's like, are you insane? Yeah, I would say the same you're, thing. You're, out, you're absolutely <laughs> nuts. I'm not doing that. I'll lose my you know client. I said, no, no, no. I'll, I'll be cool. I'll, I'll Here, t- I'll... Here's my star fucker assistant. <laughs> yeah, and I said, come on, man. I drop my, you uh, as a customer, let alone let you go back there. Right. <laughs> I, I was like begging him. I said, come on. I'll, 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 be, I'll behave myself. I'll be cool. You know, don't be, don't be a dick. Just let me. <laughs> Don't be rational. (laughs) Yeah. But he wouldn't do it. And then I thought, I'm going to steal this book. And then I thought, no, 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 because he was actually a pretty decent guy. I don't want to get him in trouble. Plus, I like the way he did my hair because it made it look cool. But he was toying with you. Hey, look at this information you want that I'm not going to give you. Yeah, he was holding holding it over. After the way you behave with Paul Stanley, I'm surprised he wasn't in fear that you would just stab him over that book. And then I said, well, let me write down some of these numbers. I need to call him. He's like, no, you can't do that. You're going you're gonna to get me fired. And I was like, no, nah, all right. So I didn't do it. But I so desperately wanted to steal that book. So then fast forward, comes time for the show. I sold everything I could sell because I needed to buy a ticket and I needed to get a rental car. I mean, I sold my little TV. I sold my dishes. I sold my pots and pans. Yeah. yeah, all this crap. Remember the Watchmen? Oh, yeah. They had the little, like, you know, two-inch screen. I had one of those. That was how I watched TV. It was black and white. I sold it. Well, why would you need any pans? You only need the one to make ramen noodles and hot dogs. Yeah, well, <laughs> I got rid of it. <laughs> I, was selling, I was having a fire sale. I was selling everything. Even the crap that didn't belong to me. You know? My virtue. <laughs> so I got enough money. I went down to, like, a, one of the scalper places, bought a ticket. And rented a little beater car. It was the only time in California that I actually had a car that one day. And so I got up real early in the morning because I, I had no idea where Long Beach was. I didn't, you know, it was great though. I drove down the coast, the PCH one. Anyway, I get down to Long Beach and I'm there like eight, six, seven, eight hours early. <laughs> Waste time. Yeah, so you had time to stalk. And who do I see coming up there is Glenn with some other dude as his assistant. Oh. And I'm like, you fucker. (laughs) 
And I said, hey, what's up, man? He goes, hey, you know, are you going to the show? I said, of course. I'm not going to. I would never miss this. I said, take me with you. <laughs> Come on. Now you're just being a jerk. Take me with you and stop stop torturing me. <laughs> no, no, I can't do it. But it didn't matter because it was a good. It was a great show. It was Slaughter, Winger, and uh, Kiss. All right. And it was oddly enough the last tour that Eric Carr did before he died. So I was glad because I had it. Oh, the, <laughs> glad I got to see him, not the glad he was dead. Oh, okay, thank you for let me, let me just clarify. That. His death greatly upset me. So I was on the side. <laughs> I had like a weird view because of the, it's a scalper ticket, you know. All right. But I was angled just view. enough so I could had a I had a really good view of Eric Carr, mm-hmm. but the rest of the stage was kind of sideways almost. All right. But the best part of that was who's sitting literally right in front of me. I guess it's not uh, Paul fucking Stanley. No, it's not Paul <laughs> fucking Stanley. Who's that? Bob Kulik. Did he become the guitarist later? No, Bob Kulik was the guitarist. He's the brother of Bruce Kulik, the guy who was oh. in the band at the time, okay? okay? His older brother. But in the 70s, Bob Kulik used to come in and record with Kiss when Ace Frehley wouldn't show up. I can tell you weren't excited by it because he didn't, uh, his middle name wasn't fucking. No, his name was, <laughs> yeah, he's just Bob Kulik. <laughs> he, was, he was okay. But it was it was cool because I, you know, I said, hey, you know, we talked before the show. We had a nice conversation. I said I was a big fan of yours and the stuff you did with Kiss and, you know, your you know your brother. And we had a nice conversation. And, then, of course, the show started. And after about two, three songs, he left. Or he went backstage. And I was like, take me with you. Just sit all angrily with your eyes yeah. bulging. Yeah. <laughs> Frothing at the mouth. Come on. <laughs> Just out of nowhere. Take me with you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I thought we had a moment. So anyway. <laughs> but yeah, he, he recently uh, just died not too long ago. Well, you know, I think he had it coming. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> he if he'd take, take me you with you, with <laughs> he would have been blessed with a long life. Rotten hell. <laughs> and it was a great show. And then uh, I came back, you know, because I turned the car in the next morning. I go home and I said, man, I'm hungry. And I grab some ramen noodles and I have nothing to cook it in. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, damn it. It's so pathetic. <laughs> so I go talk about screwing the pooch. I sold my only pot that I had. Now I can't cook hot dogs. I can't cook my ramen noodles. Nothing. <laughs> Which was like 90% of my diet. You know, the saddest part of that is that you remember that first meal you couldn't have just as much as the concert. <laughs> Yeah, well, I remember saying, uh, well, you know what? It was totally worth it. It was totally worth it. So, the hunger pains will go away. The memories will last. That's right. So that's how I met uh, Paul Stanley and Bob Kulik. <laughs> and, uh, no, Paul fucking Stanley and Bob Paul Kulik. Paul fucking Stanley. The Paul Stanley. Although I did, I kind of met Gene Simmons. I irritated him. That doesn't seem like it was very difficult to do, probably, but okay. No. How did you but do that? But that was at the KISS convention. Oh, my. <laughs> they will thoroughly beat that dead horse. My God, conventions. But, but any, I was at the KISS convention, and at the end, they come out for an autograph session. So I bought like an 8x10 picture of the band, all of them, and then one of Gene Simmons. 
And I'm thinking, of course, if they were smart, they would have it organized. They would come out and sit at the tables, right? And everybody get in line and go through and you'd get your stuff signed. Uh-huh. Oh, no, no, no. Nothing like that. They come out and they go, they stand on the tables. So you got Paul Stanley and <laughs> like Bruce a pharmacist. Kulik. Yeah, they're standing on the on one side. And then Gene Simmons and Eric Singer are standing on the other table. Well, I said, well, all right. So now I got to choose because they're only going to be out there for a couple of minutes. This time I'm going to go. I'm going to meet Gene. So and instead of it being organized where people are lined up, it's just a madhouse. It's just a crowd. <laughs> right? Everybody has the same mentality as you. Exactly. <laughs> Gene fucking Simmons. And it's Gene Simmons. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's all you hear. Everybody's going, Gene fucking Simmons. Gene, you know. So... <laughs> I completely bulldog my way to the front. <laughs> surprise, surprise. Yeah. I was not I was not gonna be deterred. And I bulled straight through everybody, got straight up to the front. I was like right under him. And I got up on my tippy toes and held the corner of the picture and stretched up as high as I could and practically stuck the corner of the picture in his nose. <laughs> I'm like, hey, I'm like shaking him, like, you're gonna sign that motherfucker. And so he looks at me like, you asshole, grabs the picture, signs it, hands it back. And I was like, fuck it, A. <laughs> so then I just, I turned around and I said, make a hole. I'm coming out. And the waters parted like the Red Sea. And I walked right out to the back of the end of the room. And I was like, ah, now I got Gene Simmons autograph and Paul Stanley. Shut up, I'm talking. With Matt Powers and Larry King Guy. Available on YouTube, SoundCloud, and iHeartRadio.